0: What was so appealing to me about the Catholic Church was it was encouraged that you question it. Brother J. Paul in the last episode was saying, hey, if you're a Christian out there and if you're questioning God right now, it's okay because God can take it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to The Narrow Door. My name is Sam i I'm your host. And as usual, we have with us our panel. Panel is such a formal word, though. So I don't know. Um, We have our friends today who we're going to talk to and ask interesting questions to. Starting with a lay preacher at the feast, we have Brother J. Paul Hernandez. Hi, Brother J. Paul. And joining us from New Heaven and New Earth, Shinchindi Church of Jesus, we have Instructor Harold Reshaw. Hi, Instructor Harold. And last but not least, Head Pastor of Victory Christian Fellowship, Pastor Dennis C. Hi, Pastor Dennis. Hello.
1: Hi. Good morning, everyone.
0: Okay. How you guys been?
2: I'm, I'm really good. I really enjoyed last week and I'm really sad we only recorded one one episode. But yeah, more than anything, I really am blessed to get to know everyone and like to be in the spirit of camaraderie and collaboration.
0: Yes. Anybody want to add anything to that?
2: I just agree with him.
0: That's it. <laughs> That's the spirit of this podcast.
1: Well, yeah, it's always good to have a conversation like this with fellow holy people (laughs) (laughs) talking about faith, Christianity, and Jesus. You know, what else could be better?
0: Yes, yes. And that's what we're talking about today. I want to ask you guys, what is religion and why Christianity? Why do we choose to be Christians, right? Before we get to our first question, though, I... Instructor, instructor Harold, I read something really interesting about you guys on the last episode. We talked about how there was a coronavirus outbreak in your church around, was it February or something like yes, that? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And there were about 4,000 of your church members that, were, um, that contracted this disease. And now you guys are donating plasma, right? That's correct. Can you tell us more, like, wow, what is this? Uh,
3: Definitely, so I believe we are in a time that we should focus more on the solution rather than the negativities around us. Um, 4,000 of our members in South Korea actually had this COVID-19, but they were able to recover. And right now, they are more than willing to donate their plasma because according to research, it would help in the advancement of finding the cure for this COVID-19. And uh, I really admire them because um, they are doing their best to help find the solution in this pandemic. And I think what we have to realize at this point is that every effort of every individual counts. So it's the time for us to help each other, that we will all work together because if we do, we will find the solution to this um, pandemic as faster as we can imagine. So whether it's for creating awareness, whether it's for donating the plasma or finding the cure itself, it's really time for us to help each other.
0: That is fantastic. I think 4,000 is maybe like the biggest amount of plasma we're getting for this effort for a vaccine. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love how it's really like an embodiment of the Christian values that we're trying to live out, you know? So Okay, having said all of that, yes, today we're talking about religion. What is it? Why do we want to practice it? Who wants to go first?
2: Actually, <laughs> all right, let me start.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Let, yeah, let me take a stab on it. You know, just uh, perspective. There are thousands of religions in the world. There are, they say, millions of gods that people worship around the world. But, but there are 10 major ones with Christianity being number one, with a wide margin of 2.3 billion Christians around the world. And I think Islam would be next, and then the atheist, agnostic, and then the Hinduism. And lastly would be the Chinese uh, traditional religions all lumped up together. You see, uh, with all the religions in the world, one of the common questions being asked is, you know, what's the right religion? What's the best religion out there, you know? so. Well, as a Christian and as a pastor, we have to go back to what Scripture tells us. What is religion? right? And I think in James 1, that's where the word religion was mentioned in Scripture. And I think this was the only time it was mentioned in Scripture. James 1, 26, 27, it says, If anyone thinks he's religious and does not brittle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure. And undefiled before God the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. You know, so to give a layman's definition of religion, okay, religion is not all talk, it's about proclaiming and demonstrating the message of the kingdom of God, right? The message of the gospel. So I don't just say it, I also live it out. And that's religion, basically. Right, and if you look at the scripture, there's a pure version and an undefiled one, and a defiled version of religion that maybe we can get into later. Amazing.
0: Uh-huh. There's Amazing. a def- there's a defiled version of religion in the scripture, really. Oh wow. Okay, um, brother J. Paul, how would you define religion?
2: <laughs> so hard to go after that. <laughs> um, for me, it's very simple, but of course, Pastor Dennis is right. Um, it's basically, it's a faith practice. It's not just like upward or, or downward. It's living your, your faith. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's really kingdom of God and, and all of those things. And um, just to like, nothing against Me to movements, like all of those things. That's, that's right. But you see something like that, it's like, oh, yeah, just me, just me. You just shout out. But that's just saying, yeah, you're just making noise. But faith is also action, it's also helping, it's also crying, feeding the poor, all of those things. So in our Christian faith, that for me defines it, It, there's a certain social justice component into it.
0: Okay, Instructor Harold, how would you uh, add to this definition of religion?
3: Uh, yes. For me, I used to think that religion is just a, a group or an organization that the same faith, uh, gather together. But when I studied about it, it's something deeper than that. Um, to better define it, if you would ask me, I want to use both the meanings from the both sides of the world. On the Western part, the word religion actually came from the Latin term, religare. Which means to bind or be connected again. And on the eastern part of the world, the Korean and Chinese term for religion actually means the highest teaching. So this it is does? yes. Um oh my gosh, I didn't know.
0: Ah oh, yes, Chunggyo, that's Korean for religion, right? That's highest right. teaching, that's what it means.
3: That's right. So aside from knowing its definition, I think it's necessary for us to know the purpose of religion as well. And what is the purpose of religion? It is to put an end in sin and to capture Satan, who is the source of sin. That's why, through religion, God would want us to be connected with him again for us to be saved and come to the knowledge of truth, which is something I can connect to what the other um, pastors said, that uh, we have to be careful because there will be the defiled and undefiled word of God. Sam, if you a question.
2: Wow. Well, I'm just really curious because yes. you're the newest Christian here. What was religion yeah. for you before and now that you're practicing faith? So you don't have to be technical but more of like an experiential right. thing.
0: I think I always thought of religion as a set of beliefs I suppose and what instructor Harold said was it was a group of people who believed the same thing and were trying to live their lives according to these beliefs and Now that I am in the faith, um, I agree with that. I feel like that is kind of the most basic definition because obviously there's a structure and all of that. But really, um, to me, it's um, how do I live my life so that I do it according to how God intended it for me? And so just going back to what Instructor Harold said, because I actually heard that Latin word, the religare, meaning to connect back. I went to a Catholic seminar one time. I heard that definition over there. Um, And I suppose, you know, when you define it like that, and thank you for reminding me of the Korean definition, by the way, which I did not know as a Korean, but when you define it like that, I suppose it begs the question, what are we trying to connect back to? I mean, God, yes, but like, what does that mean exactly?
3: Okay, because God actually left because men sin. Uh, The ultimate goal of God is for us to have eternal life, and that's what his intention. But the wages of sin is death, and that's the time when Satan began to rule over all the nations. So God's ultimate goal is for us to be connected with him again, to have eternal life in heaven, and that's why uh, we must be, um, as Christians, our goal is to be connected with God, which is, the source of life. And I believe we all know that the greatest blessing that God can give us is the eternal life because He's the only one who can give us uh, who can give it to us.
0: Yeah, I suppose it's fair to say that fair to say that as Christians, the ultimate goal of our faith is to attain eternal life, be with God in heaven. Can I just like you're very bold? I mean, even I noticed this like in the last episode too. And I don't know if this is just me, but for some reason, it's kind of hard for me to say the word Satan out loud. But you did it in the first episode, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you know, and you're doing it again. Wow. Okay, Brother J. Paul, Pastor Dennis, do you wanna, you know, uh, add anything to what Instructor Harold said?
1: Well, Lucifer. Nah, I'm not
0: I mean, right? It yeah, just yeah. Me? I feel like, you know, maybe, I don't know. We know as Christians that, yes, there are evil forces in the world. Yes. He has a name and all that. But like that just doesn't come up in conversation very often.
1: Yes, I think because we've tried to not put that into the conversation. But if you look at scripture, it's very clear. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces in the heavenly realm. So if, if I'm, if I'm, bitter to somebody, my enemy is not that person, but the force behind it that makes me yes. bitter. And so now I, I am now in bondage of sin because I cannot forgive Amen. somebody. And that's why the Lord does us to forgive. And so there are spiritual forces at work in, the, in our world today, in the supernatural world that operates in the natural realm. So that could be a good episode yeah, yeah, for that, us though. Spiritual
2: I love it.
0: Oh.
1: Don't possessions in spiritual
0: oh my, I do like exorcism <laughs> and stuff like that. Oh my goodness. Okay, but mm, I guess my question is given that, because yeah, so then that means we're disconnected, right? What did it look like when we were actually connected? So, what is the state that we're trying to go back to? Or was that the answer? Eternal life? Was that the answer?
3: Yes. When God created Adam, who is the first man formed. Um, that received the breath of life from God, he is not actually designed to die because he is together with God. But when um, sin entered, God had to leave. Therefore, yeah. the source of life, who is God, uh, is away from man. And that's why sin entered, um, death also
2: experienced by man. Yep.
0: You know what? You know what? I'm sorry, Brother Jacob. Yeah, uh, just basically. something
2: really short. Uh, just to tie everything that everyone was saying, because you know that... the. the the fallen one, <laughs> the fallen one. Um, he, he is corrupted. He is corruption. He is he is lie. All of those things and the, what he wants. Also, sometimes he uses a lie that you cannot experience the the peace of heaven on earth. Like you cannot experience God here. Yes, we when we worship, our life is worship. It is a piece of the eternal life that he is offering to us. Let me just share one story. Last night, uh, before we slept, you know, Gray and I we were playing, we were running around the room just to get to tire ourselves. We were laughing. And those things, the enemy cannot take it because it's fun, it's joy, the spirit is there, there is love. And for me, that is a piece of heaven that i look forward to in the completion of my life when you know when i have eternal life hopefully with with god you know when i hope to just really be with him and then that's going to be an eternal life of of worship and there's no corruption or pride or anything anymore just to share something yeah
0: I I was reminded of a video that I I watch a lot of Christian content on YouTube and I am subscribed to a channel called Ascension Presents. It's a Catholic channel. And I was actually really shocked not too long ago. They were talking about how the original design for humans by God was we were never supposed to die. Um, And I think when you go, when you read the Bible, like, I mean, people used to live hundreds of years and then here we are today, you know, average lifespan is maybe 80 years old, which is such a drastic decrease in the human lifespan. And that kind of blew my mind. I, that did not occur to me. So in a sense, yes, religion is what we practice so that we can be connected again to that state, which is what God wanted for us. And that's eternal life in heaven with him. Okay, so... As Pastor Dennis pointed out earlier, there are many religions in the world, but here we are today on a Christian podcast. We choose to be Christian. Um, Maybe with this one, I can start with Instructor Harold, because I feel like in the last episode, we talked about Pastor Dennis's faith journey. We talked about Brother J. Paul's faith journey. We didn't get to really talk so much about how you ended up in your church. So what has been your, what's your faith journey been like?
3: Uh, Yes, uh, definitely. Let me explain that to you. So I actually grew up with a Catholic background and in fact... What
0: happened to you? (laughs) I'm just kidding.
3: That's what I'm I'm going to share to you. So more than two thirds of my life, I've been practicing my Catholic faith. And then one day I was in our house and then I I found this Bible covered in dust. So (laughs) uh, I tried to open it. And then <laughs> browse through the pages, and I can remember words like thee, thou, Oh, die.
2: that kind of Bible.
3: Yes, later I found out that it's the King James Version, which is the old English style, which made it harder for me to understand what's in the Bible. So it formed a lot of questions in my mind, but I had to set it aside, and uh, thank God because Um, Fast forward in 2012, I was in Singapore and my friend invited me in their church. And that's the time when my brothers and sisters in Christ encouraged me to read the Bible and study the Bible. And that's the time when one by one, my questions were answered, but actually not all, not yet. And I thank God because five years after another friend of mine invited me to do a Bible study, and uh, I was able to talk to the instructor. The instructor told me that we will study the Bible just by using the Bible itself. And then it, um, I realized that, wait, if we are going to school and when we study a certain subject, it's, it's not logical that if you want to know more about the English language, that you will be using a Filipino book. So I was thinking, I think it's logical that if we want to know more about God and the word itself, we must be using the book that has been given by God, which is the Holy Bible. And true enough, a few months after studying the word of God, all my questions were answered and uh, the whole Bible made sense to me, which is for me, something that I will not um, exchange for anything that I had in my life.
0: Wow. That is quite the testimony. My goodness. I gotta hand it to you though, you're very consistent. I mean, you know, since day one, you've been about the Bible and, you know, the word, and it sounds to me like your faith journey has been this seeking for an understanding of the word of God. That, that's beautiful. Um, let's talk about then how you were convinced that Christianity is the true religion. This is how we choose to practice religion. Yes, just Brother like Jay what... Paul. oh yeah,
3: sorry go you go can go. yeah you can go. He was
0: so passionate. <laughs> yeah, please go, Instructor Harold.
3: I'm sorry about that. Go ahead, it's, no. your, it's your time to shine. Yes. No, it's God's time to shine. But anyway, <laughs> um, just like what uh, Pastor Dennis mentioned a while ago, there are many religions in the world, and every religion actually has its own scripture. But what's something important about the Holy Bible that we Christians have is that. This is the only scripture that has the genealogy, that has the solution for sin, the way how we can capture Satan, who is the source of sin. And aside from that, this is the only scripture that has the prophecies and the fulfillment. Why is it important? Because the uh, the promises of God have been given to us so that when it does happen, we will believe. So God would want us to believe when the when his promises are being fulfilled. For example, he promised in the Old Testament that he will send his Messiah, the Messiah who is, we all know, that is Jesus. So this proves that uh, our God is alive because he is not like man, that when he promised, he does fulfill. And um, that's why us Christians who believe in Jesus, who are called, um, uh, yeah, who are called Christians, are believing in what God had promised. and. For me, that's the reason why we can say that Christianity is a true religion.
0: I need a moment. I kind of need a moment, okay? Wait. That, okay. So you're, again, you know, you always bring it back to the Bible and Scripture, the Word. Um, I've never really heard it put that way before, though, where... I, yeah, I, I know that the Bible has prophecy, and yes, Jesus was the promised Messiah, and he did come. Um, but like that's how we know, because there are prophecies that are fulfilling in the Bible, is what you're saying, right? That's right. That's so profound. Any reactions? Anything you wanna add? Anyone?
1: All right. Let Let me try it. Yeah. <laughs> As a Lasallian. <laughs> Let me be a little more profound. Yeah.
0: It's not a competition, guys. Okay,
1: Jay Pal. Uh. <laughs> All right, no, no. When you ask us why Christianity, and I, I got to reflect it this morning why, why be a Christian? Why Christianity? You know, and there are times where you might say it positively, Yes, I'm a Christian. But then there are times when, as a pastor, I go to a funeral and somebody who's godly dies of cancer or dies of COVID. Lord, where are you, right? And the same question, why Christian? right? And there's a theological truth and a reflection that comes with that question. right? Theologically, in my mind, I know there's no one like our God. And I've experienced it in my life. And in Scripture, as what Harold was saying, there are so many Scripture pointing that there's only one God, which is Jesus. In John 14, 6, it says Jesus makes an exclusive claim that separates him from all other gods. And he says, I am the way, the the, the truth. No one comes to the Father except through me. So Jesus now was making a controversial statement at that time that the Pharisees were like, wow, what is he saying? That he's the the only way, the truth, and the life? There's no other gods like you? And we're just talking about all the major religions of the world. And Jesus was saying, I've got exclusive claim of the truth, the way, and the life. And maybe that's why it's the narrow door. And it's... You know, it's, it's like Jesus saying, I, I'm the ultimate God. In Matthew seven thirteen to 14, which is, I think, the scripture behind this podcast is, Jesus says, enter by the narrow gate. For the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter it, enter by it, are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. And those who find it are few. Now, the word life there is the word zoe. Right, and this is the same word that was used in John ten ten. Satan, Lucifer, the thief, comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. (laughs) Jesus came that I might have life, Zoe life, life that can only be found in God. Right, and yeah, and and you know, everyone wants that life. Yet, if you ask yourself, why would Bono even sing? You know. I still haven't found what I'm looking for, right? YouTube was saying, I can't find it. I've been searching for that life, but then I can't find it, right? Because why is Zoe so elusive? It's because it's found in the narrow gate. It's in the narrow door, and it's only found in Christ, right? And just to think through that, what made me a Christian, right? Now, growing up, I thought religion will give me life. If I'm in a religion... If I'm in an organized religion, I go attend church, be a good boy, follow instruction, never curse, have high grades, that would give me life. But it's very clear that doesn't give us life. Many famous people today are as empty as, you know, they're, they're still empty. Who gives us life? The Bible says Jesus gives us life, John ten ten, And this is where I made the decision to become a Christian. I realized that uh, my entire life I was trying to perform for God because I was taught that way. You want to be a Christian? Be good. You want to go to heaven? Be good. Do charity, do good works, attend Bible class, be good, be an honor student, all that I I did, right? Yet, it did not give me life because I thought religion would give me life. And this is where I made the decision to follow Christ when I realized that religion is spelled D-O. You do this, you do that, you do this, you know, you do all these things. You've got the seven steps. You've got the follow this so that you can be one with Christ. But yet Christianity is different. Christianity is spelled D-O-N-E, done. Jesus Christ on the cross, it is finished. It's no longer based on my performance. It's based on the performance that Christ did on the cross for us. And this is God's love and amazing grace. And that's why I became a Christian because people thought, I oh, no, know if, if I'm a Christian, you know, I'll, I'll, you know, you cannot do this anymore. You can't do that anymore. Yet I, I realized there's more freedom when I am in Christ rather than when I'm not in Christ. And so I made that decision to follow Jesus because it's what Christ has done for me. I no longer live my life to please others. It's no longer a life where it's all performance. You know, I grew up Chinese, so everything's performance, right? I don't know, Sam, especially in a, especially during parties, if you're a kid, you know, they'll tell you, oh, you want, you want the red envelope? You've got to dance. You've got to do this. You know, you want Papa to be happy, then you need this. You need to be part of the family business. Everything was performance-based. And I enter into a religion that the world is made that's very performance-based. You've got to attend this class. You've got to do this. You've got to give this for God to love you. But you look at Scripture, this is very opposite of the teaching of Jesus, the prodigal son, the lost sheep. Jesus made an all-out search for us, and this is what Christianity is. It's a relationship. It's it's full of grace. And there's truth. Jesus is grace and truth, and that's where the, the... the dance of the grace and truth comes into play and that's why we have we're having conversations like this
0: wow wow i again lots to unpack i feel like i'm at a worship service right now and i'm hearing from three pastors simultaneously it's a lot in a good way um but yeah you're right i i can relate to the things that you said, you know, the thing about freedom, like that's huge for me. I think one of the things that drew me to this faith was how before I started to practice this religion, I thought freedom meant I can just do whatever I want. That's freedom. But that has consequences. And, you know, some like I heard a priest say, freedom is not what uh, freedom is not doing what you want to do, but doing what you ought to do. Meaning, you know, in certain situations, there is a proper behavior. And if you're able to do that because at the end of that are good things waiting for you, then you're free. It's not about doing whatever you want, regardless of the consequences and suffering through them. Like that's not freedom. So absolutely relate on the on the freedom angle of that. And yes, the, you know, it's done, right? Because I find myself nowadays, I pray uh, about you know, God, please, I want to, you know, please do this and please do that for me. And like, God, I also want to do this, but then can you equip me to do that? And at the end of it, I'm like, there's nothing I can do without God. Even if I think this is me trying to do things and accomplishing this and that, at the end of the day, I'm only able to do those things because God allows me to do them. So, yeah, yeah.
1: You remember the time when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist, and the the spirit came down and, and God says, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And that was the start of Jesus' ministry. He's done nothing yet. And the Lord tells everyone, this is my beloved son who's done nothing yet, whom I am well pleased. And I think this is the message of the gospel. This is what makes us, this is what transforms us, this kind of love that I don't need to perform, that I know I'm a sinner in need of the grace of God, and it is your love that's going to transform me. And that has been revolutionary for me, knowing of God's love. You know,
0: I think I can connect that to what you said in the last episode, Pastor Dennis, because when we were listening to your faith journey, that encounter, that moment of, oh, this is, there was a moment that something became very clear to you right and I think a lot of people look for that and I was wondering is that something that you can manufacture because you desire it
1: J Paul do you have an answer Harold
0: anyone anyone yes anyone how do you I'm sure a lot of people are seeking they hear about this encounter with God encountering Jesus how can I make that happen am I do I have any control over that
3: I think you have uh, an idea on how I will answer that. And basically, the experience... It's the Bible. <laughs> yes, It's knowing the word of God, because that's an experience that we cannot compare to anything. Why? Because the word itself is God, and it says that the word is the truth, based in John chapter 17, verse 17. And if the truth is the word, then it will not change, because the truth will set us free, and that's how I can connect it with freedom. when. When we have received the truth, we are free. And when we are free, we have the love that we have received from God. And that's something that is an experience that we can have through
2: knowing more the Word of God.
0: Ooh. Brother J. Paul, very deep in thought. What I was asking,
2: I was going to message the team to prepare the music. I was ready to stand up and, and, and worship. i was <laughs> going to raise my hand. Um, oh uh, uh, watch everything's just so beautiful um i think also you know a lot of people think that it's you know oh god will be happy when i come back to him but not really you know people think that we're searching for god but in reality god has always been searching for us god has been you know god has been knocking on our doors and that moment that we he enters his life our lives is because that's the only moment we gave him a chance it's always god first and we are just reacting to his grace his glory his 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 love and, you know for example that's that's means in very basic thing that god is always searching for for us for that 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 one lost sheep and you know i i really feel church most alive right now we might not be you know you, you know, we we're not seeing each other in the tent or, or, or in our, our um, areas of worship, but, you know, I have a story. Um, last, oh, Thursday, our head for discipleship in, in Feast Green Hills lost her mom. So, couple lost her mom. They had to travel to Pangasinan. We were all the Feast members in Green Hills, San Juan, like people. I know someone in the government that can help the the past, all of those things. So, them. No, no, we're gonna do it the Christian way. We're not gonna ask for anything. But still, she lost her mom, and I was like, "Ah!" Oh, and I wanted to drive. You know, this is church. This is what we do. We, we, you drive to your, to your team, your family. And it's like, Lord, where are you? And and you know, um, our leader was crying. But you know, the faith. This is also when i know the church is most alive that the devil <laughs> thinks he is winning because we cannot worship together but the devil but the devil does not know the glory of god he cannot fully comprehend the glory of god that he can turn these things to be moments of glory so dude you know that that god that can th- turn water into wine that can turn pandemics is into into moments of glory and, and purification, that same God that also created the universe wants to have a relationship with me, wants an intimate, in-depth relationship with me. Are there any other gods like that?
1: Yeah. J. Paul, one of the things that I think I've, I've seen in your life and how you've led the church... And something that I pray that really the whole body of Christ would start to kind of shift their minds to is the concept of, you know, I grew up with the concept that I need to believe first before I belong to the family. You know, and it's kind of like I need, I'm like the older brother. It's like I'm in the prodigal son, the older brother is being glorified as the one who's good, the one who's faithful to the dad, the one who reads the scripture, you know. But before I could even come to believing the scripture, I first need to feel belong, right? And 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 this is what I, I feel like there's a need of a work for for our church or our religion in the eyes of the world where, people would feel belong first and then they start believing because they start to see. You see, the very concept or the very hinge of our faith is the resurrection. You cannot explain that scientifically. There's no scientific explanation. I've been through many classes and I cannot explain resurrection. There's no formula. Is it right, Instructor Harold? There's no formula for the resurrection. How do you explain Trinity? There is no plausible explanation for Trinity except if I see now the body at work. Example, you talked about your member dying, right? And there's so much hope. And even in the funeral, you you see a sense of hope because that person will be in heaven. I cannot explain resurrection. This community is living it out. You want to know resurrection? Come and join me. Come eat with us. Now you see resurrection. You want to know about Trinity, how the harmony and the dance of the Trinitarian God is? Come and join us and see how there's forgiveness and love and acceptance. And then people start seeing those concepts and they say, oh, so that's what you mean when you say resurrection. Oh, now that's what you mean when you say unconditional love. Now we see it. It's not in the perfect form for sure because of sin. Yet, we see a glimpse of the glory of God. That's why we pray every day, Lord, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven because we want people to see a fo- to have a foretaste of the life in the kingdom of God.
0: I feel like there's, I think from the last episode that we did, um, there was a lot of, as we were talking about your faith journeys, there was a lot of talk, you know, on encountering God and, you know, feeling this thing, inexplainable thing. Pastor Dennis, you said conversion is supernatural, right? It's not something that we can logically make sense of, but obviously it happens. When I reflect back on my conversion, mine also started with this feeling of inexplicable joy and peace. And this is before anything before i knew anything really about what the church taught that feeling was my was the trigger that led me to to say you know what this i this feeling is obviously a good thing and i i think it's coming from god because i was feeling that in the middle of a rosary but i also want to know what the church teaches and why it teaches what it does meaning because feelings i find they're not very reliable. Most times I've done very stupid things because I base decisions on my feelings and I just felt like there needs to be a balance. And I think what was so appealing to me about the Catholic church was it was encouraged that you question it. Brother J. Paul in the last episode was saying, Hey, if you're a Christian out there and you have questions, and if you're questioning God right now, it's okay because God can take it. And that was kind of what I found when I, Fine. I went on YouTube. Is what I did. Okay. It's 2020. That's what people do. Okay. But there's a lot of good material online. And I found that, first of all, I'm not the first first person to question my faith. I'm not the first person who wondered these things. And there is a logical and rational side to this thing that we call faith. Right. And um, so I feel like there needs to be a bit of a balance of those things. Um, And maybe the logical side of things could be the scripture side of things. So, Instructor Harold, you know, you guys are so big on studying the Bible. Uh, In fact, you have a program that every person needs to go through before they can call themselves a church member. Can you elaborate a little bit on how studying scripture can, um, I suppose, connect us back to God and how this can be the experience we need to... To to conclude, yes, this is the true religion, and this is the true God.
3: Okay. Yes, um, that's very important because even the Bereans in Acts chapter seventeen verse eleven, they said that um, it was said that they have a more noble character compared to the Thessalonians. Why? Because they have examined the word that they have received from Paul, and uh, we believe that we should reflect that way as well. That whenever we are receiving the word, we must examine it, not to criticize. But for us to check, is this the truth or is it something that is just my own interpretation of things? Because um, if we go deeper into the Bible, our goal is supposed to be like a mature believer of God who will be able to distinguish good from evil. That's from Hebrews chapter five. And uh, when we are able to distinguish the good from evil and we are not being deceived by the enemy, Satan, then we will be able to have a wise way of getting that salvation that we need when we are connected to God, which is, again, the word and which is the life that we are all waiting for.
0: Brother J. Paul, are you reflecting? I mean, I have a Bible with me right now and I cannot keep up, okay? I, I can't even look for the verses as you guys are talking. But wow. God still loves
2: you. <laughs> oh, you are not the fallen one so.
0: <laughs> <laughs> First, Okay, I don't want this to be a thing Where you guys are gonna, you know, utter the word Like Satan Every chance you get on the podcast, okay Oh my gosh um, Okay, yeah Yeah That, 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 that was, a, that was um, really fascinating um, But just going back to our last question, right? Do you guys have any practical tips from what Brother J. Paul said last about this encountering God and manufacturing? Maybe is that possible to even manufacture this experience? What I got from that was you basically just have to open yourself up to the circumstances around you and see how God works, maybe. Um, Is that right? Was that a good summary of what you said, Brother J. Paul? Yeah,
2: so basically, just uh, maybe take five minutes. Um, the world is so busy. The world is crazy. Just take five minutes. Hey, just you can even ask, Hey, God, are you real? You can start with that. Like, do you really love me? And really ask those hard questions. Like, is there really heaven? Is there really hell? Um, whatever. Just what is my purpose? Why was I born? Ask those real hard questions. and Oh my gosh, you'll be surprised. You'll be tearing off the Bible. Like, you're, like you just won't be able to put it down. Because like, every answer to a story will have another scripture. And then you'll be like, okay, okay, where is this in the Old Test? Okay. And then you'll just go crazy. And, you know, I've been, I've been following Christ for a few years and still I haven't really just. There's every day, though, oh, oh there's a new revelation about the faith. So yeah, enjoy the crazy journey. It's a roller coaster ride.
0: Pastor Dennis, do you have any, I don't know, maybe practical ways to go about opening myself up to this encounter with God?
1: Yeah, a a lot of Christians would use the word quiet time. And the Bible tells us that we need to meditate on the word. So lately, and you know, I've never gotten into the concept of quiet time, maybe because of age. When I was young, everything was fast we li- live in a very fast paced world we've lost the art of meditating we've never practiced and now there's a lot of talk because of mental health you know uh, mental health awareness that we need to really slow down and this quarantine has forced all of us to slow down and it gives us more time now to reflect on 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 what scripture would tell us and what god will tell us and you know what funny but it was just last year that i started really practicing meditation like meditating on god in the scripture because what i would do growing up was i'll read four chapters a day around 15 to 20 minutes go through the bible pray a bit pray the prayer god you know thank you for today bless you know people and then go about my business but i've never come to just sit down and just be quiet before god and say lord here i am speak to me And you know what? I don't know if it's with age. I just turned 40. But starting to meditate and really be in solitude and silence has done so much wonders for me. It made me stop. It made me think through priorities and values. And what I profess, do I really live it out? It exposes my wickedness and my sin and my selfishness. And I think what J. Paul was saying about when we open ourselves out, how do you open yourself up to God when everything's fast-paced? You see, if, if we don't sit over coffee, I'll not, we'll, we'll never get to know each other. It's only when I slow down and I go on a date with my wife, that's when I get to know her. But when it's fast-paced, business as usual, we've got to go through the checklist, read my Bible, pray every day, then you'll grow, 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 right? If that's your checklist without really working on the relationship. There will be no, there will be no connection. And, and the word in Christ, there's so many words in scripture. If you type Google in Christ, you would see hundreds of verses in the New Testament of in Christ. What does it mean to be in Christ? That Christ is in me. Christ is in you. The hope of glory you know, it makes you think already. Where all that I am is in Christ. What does that mean? And I only get to ask those questions when I slow down, right? And, and I've now been a preacher of slowing down and of silence. Before J-Paul would know me, my message was hustle, grind, do the work, right? Get it on, act like a man, you know? But now it's, you know, you, you got to slow down. You've got to think through. You've got to know where to put your energies because once you, you, you exert your effort, if you know it's if it's from God, it's going to be really impactful. And this is what slowing down is. This is what quiet time is. Meditate is, is in the Greek word means you gnarl, like how a dog gnarls a bone. He chews on the bone. Right? He he enjoys, it. you know, the bone could last for a week. And the dog just chews on the bone. That's meditate. Right, And when we look at scripture, because before, I would read this Bible from cover to cover. Since I was 12 until I was 37 years old, I read the Bible from cover to cover every year. Hello,
2: oh, Every day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I stopped.
0: Maybe next year. Three years ago,
1: I stopped. Three years ago, it was like the Lord telling me, how's your retention? What is that doing to your soul? Yeah is there something there that I'm still doing or are you just finishing the book? And so I just had to slow down. And now I go through books of the Bible in three months, book of Romans for three months. Sometimes I go through Psalms 23 for three weeks. I pray through it. I sing it. I write it down. I teach it to my kids. I preach on it. I just, everything would be about Psalms 23 and it would do something to your soul. And it has really helped me. And I do encourage everyone listening to this podcast that if you really learn how to quiet down and slow down and just walk with God, see how much God would reveal Himself to you as you open the scripture and say, God, here I am, your servant. I'm listening. Let God speak to you. Amen. Mm-hmm.
2: Wow. Wow. Call the worship yeah, team. you know, um, call the worship team already. Yeah.
1: <laughs> come on, J. <Jay> Paul, <laughs> sing it with me.
0: You know, even if we're from different churches, I think really from discussing this topic with the three of you, at the end of the day, I think we all agree that first, you do have to read the book. Scripture is really important. I mean, our, our faith is based on it and um, quieting down. Absolutely. We live in such a busy world. Even that statement alone has been overused so many times. And I kind of hate myself for saying it, but it's true. Everything is moving so fast around us. Everything is instant. We're on social media, we're online, we're on YouTube. And there's just so much noise in my head and I need to make space for what God is telling me and not just read through the verses and breeze through them. But as Pastor Dennis said, sit with that for a while. What does that look like when you translate that into your life? If you're going to live that, what does that look like? Um, and those are really, really helpful tips on how we can open ourselves up to this encounter. Brother J. Paul, yeah. you look like you want to say something. It
2: really adds um, to what you're saying about just it's the season of social media. But think about how cool and smart and amazing God is that He's beyond time. He was preaching. He, this was the word 2,000 years ago and even before that. So maybe they didn't have social media, but they, they were busy with something else. And that's what's amazing with the word of the Lord. That it'll stand the test of time. That it'll always be relevant. Like what we're doing, I'm, I'm not sure with now how New Heaven, New Earth does your worship or your preaching. But for example, I know in Victory, the Feast, it's not about the lights. <laughs> it's not about the smoke machine. It's just how we deliver the new, word. The, it's the same word, same relevant message, same salvation, but we're just adapting to the season. With the same gospel, with the same salvation, with the same same God. So in Galenge, it's really the same God. And ten thousand years from now, if there's still Earth, you know, it's still the word will still be relevant. I hope so. Gosh, what are you saying, Brother oh, David? Well, we Paul. never know what will happen.
0: No. no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. No, but I, I absolutely agree with what you said. The scripture that's 2,000 years old is still relevant today, which reminds me of what instructor Harold said earlier. One of the things about the truth is it's not yeah. changing. And the world is changing all around us, but the word, is, the word of God is not going to change. And wow, this was such an interesting, fascinating conversation. Gentlemen, I thank you, as always. How do we reach you outside of this podcast? Pastor Dennis.
1: Yeah, you can reach me at my blog. It's called actlikeaman.org. It's a blog made for men by men. And also we have our YouTube channel, Act Like a Man Philippines. This is about uh, manhood. And we put biblical principles into what makes us better men. And so you can reach me in those channels.
2: Brother J. Paul. Just uh, look for me in J. Paul Hernandez. Everywhere it's the same. (laughs)
0: I'm famous just look for me guys All right, (laughs) Instructor Harold
3: for us uh, you can reach us by sending us an email Um, the email address that we have is contact.nhne again that's the acronym for our church new heaven new earth ph at gmail.com once again that's contact.nhne ph at gmail.com and again we're looking forward to um, get in touch with you and share the word of God with you
0: fantastic any last words before we say goodbye see you next time <laughs> thank you yes we will see you next time bye guys and I would love to hear from you as well so shoot me an email the thenarrowdoorpodcast at gmail.com